if you're an annual subscriber, then no swearing. But if you're a monthly subscriber, swearing. Or, or alternatively, at an annual subscription level, you get like a custom made swear just directed Ooh, at you, like made to measure. Some might say. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's custom or fuck them. <laughs> I don't think we can do yes. that ethically. <laughs> <laughs> they know what they do. I mean more figuratively, not literally. It's gonna be a great show to get you guys. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Do you guys want to start with uh, listener questions? Yes. Sure. Let's start let's, with let's, listener let's... questions. Questions is my favorite listener. Let's not start with Kitty Born. No. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that I, I have to do my, my rebound title list on my phone. I can't do it on my computer. It's awesome. Yeah, well, there's a lot of problems over there at Friedman Central. Yeah, really. Yeah. Jack yeah. writes, what is it about iPad OS that prevents Apple from enabling the iPad to be unlocked with an Apple Watch the way a Mac can be? Jack, go hmm. back to managing Twitter, okay? We don't need your questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not that, Jack. And that guy loves Bitcoin, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I, I think it's more that iPads, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an answer. No, but you're going somewhere. I mean, you can't pair an iPad and an Apple Watch, right? Like, the relationship doesn't exist. You don't, but you don't pair an i an Apple Watch and a and a Mac either, particularly. I That's mean, a great point. You enable it on the Mac, but you don't. Like, Is it? Pair a, it do we think way, it's like so. a tacit admission that iPads are shared more than other devices? I mean, on a Mac, you have a separate account, but iPhones generally aren't shared between people but ipads may often get passed around a household right so maybe it's just like i don't know sort of i think a, it's just laziness i think it's abject laziness. laziness could be laziness. i'm gonna reject yeah. the premise of the question yeah because you can use a an apple watch to unlock your iphone you can use your apple watch to unlock your mac so, wait how does that reject the premise of the question yeah, because he's really saying doesn't. what is it about ipad os that prevents apple from enabling the ipad to be unlocked there isn't anything it's just a choice it's a choice <laughs> it's, yeah i think we all agree it's a choice i i was trying to yes. rationalize why they might make that choice but we all agree yes there's no technology reason right. that they couldn't right am i right all right so there you go jack uh, you gotta play the hits e-man says uh do you use cameras other than the iphone if so which ones and why nope nope <laughs> do we use ca- camera what what Beside the, a non-iphone non- camera. camera yeah no no, I mean I used um I used what, what's the the Hockenberry one? The Hockenberry one? Does he make a camera? Yeah. Bit bit <laughs> Oh no no. I think we're Most saying still doesn't physical the question. Physical <laughs> cameras. Like a, a camera. Oh physical cameras. I thought yeah. you said I think, cause that's why I asked, because I thought you said can then I thought you said camera apps. No. Hmm. Didn't nope. happen. Okay. Yeah, so Fake I don't, news. so no. Uh, oh, well, yeah, actually, no. No, I, um, I... <laughs> I'm well, here's the question. Do you have a fucking camera? Cutting <laughs> <laughs> all of this. <laughs> and I think I discussed it on this on this very podcast. Uh, um, I'm not I, listening. I, <laughs> clearly. Um, I got a, um, a Pentax K1000 from my friends for my birthday last oh, year. Oh, yes, you did um, mention that. Yeah, the camera that I had a million years ago that got stolen stolen in Seattle in the summer of 1986, and those I've were the days it ever since. Because it is a fully manual camera, and it's fantastic. And I I am have been taking a few pictures with that. I still haven't finished the first roll, but and I got to get on that because I want to get them developed and mm. see what they look like. You've already forgotten the first pictures you yeah. took. Every once in a while, you I find am. like a really old roll of film. I guess this happens less and less, and then I get really intrigued. And then if if I bother getting developed, it's all crap. Yeah. See, I ha- I still have one. I have one, and it's like it's thirty years old at least. And, <laughs> oh um, man, I'm gonna send, when I send in when I send in this one. I'm gonna send that one. in. Think too. of all the state secrets so on that one. Yeah, I know. 
Good times. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> E-Man sent in another question. We're going to hold on that one for a minute because that'll be the serious like rest of the episode question. Oh, and then gosh. Mahir asks, this is one for everyone. Please finish the sentence with something you truly miss doing. It's been a while. So <laughs> finish that sentence with <laughs> something you truly miss doing. It's been a while since what? All right. It's been a while since I got to play <laughs> D&D in person and I really miss it. Hmm. For me, I would say it's been a while since I did improv on stage because I was in an improv group for uh, like, and I guess before music live, but I was in an improv group for a couple years and in a band for even longer. And we just haven't been able, like we were doing Zoom shows for a while until all of us got super fucking sick of doing Zoom shows. So it's been a while since I performed live. For me, I'm just going to say it's been a while since I've been in our pool because I've been away for five weeks. And uh, but hopefully yeah. it's hopefully this week because it's going to get super hot towards the end of the week. All right. Especially when you're in the pool. Damn, oh, son. Damn, yeah, exactly. that water's boiling, son. <laughs> uh, and then E-Man wrote in again. He said, sorry, please ignore my other question. Too late, E-Man. We ignore no questions. That's the Rebound yeah. Prime promise. By the way, if you're wondering, how do I submit questions? You go to prime.reboundcast.com, and then you pay us money, and then you can ask questions. Uh, here's my new leading question. How bad or misguided is Apple's announcement of scanning iPhoto libraries for child abuse pictures? So there you have it. Sports well, fans. that's all we've got time for today, everyone. <laughs> Tune in next yeah. week, everybody. <laughs> Good night uh, and God bless. We doing this? We're start talking about fatherhood. We got to do this. We do this. All right. I think we have to. Yeah. So uh, I, I think the, the, there is no simple answer, right? I, I think there's a lot going <laughs> yeah, on here. Strongly disagree. You, you think there's a simple answer? <laughs> Lex, hit me with a simple answer. I want to know. Yeah, really. It's, it's not bad or misguided. That's it. That's my simple answer. Oh, okay. All right. Sticking out some bold position there. I, I don't think it's misguided. I think what they're doing, actually, you could argue the intent of this is the best part of it. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think the implementation is surprisingly solid in terms of the way that they are constructing this you cannot argue no matter what else you want to say about this you can't argue that they didn't take time to think think this through and that it's sort of a slapdash approach to it the math in this is incredibly complex in terms of how it's set up to prevent the kind of stuff that people are worried about that said it's not impossible that this system gets co-opted in some way and i think it's more of a political fallibility than a technological fallibility yeah but uh, overall they tried to balance it. I am less concerned. Well, first of all, I don't even have my photos in, in iCloud photos yet. <laughs> I'm the last guy, I think, um, mostly because of laziness. But um, you're an Apple One subscriber now. You could really do it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's literally it's, the thing. laziness. You press a button. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I didn't. I was concerned about like how much bandwidth it was going to use, and like, and now that I have, you good have bandwidth, super fast <laughs> internet. <laughs> I do now. Yeah, as of like you know, I mean, I've been away for five weeks. It could have uploaded you all your only photos got while it you were right gone. That, I, yeah, I just leave my phone here. That would have been great. I think it ties in very well with the fact that they have told law enforcement in the past that their consistent message to law enforcement is that they will unlock iCloud backups if they get a warrant, but they will not unlock the phone, the the device. So I am less that there's like several pieces of this and I am less concerned about the iCloud photo scanning thing, particularly because they're not scanning the photos themselves. They're doing a hash comparison based on information associated with the the image in order to determine if the image is something that's in this pre-existing database child child yeah exactly that's already in this database of child pornography or was you know a a manipulation of an image that was in that database so i don't i don't have a problem with that at all really um it's the other part it's the part that 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 they have implemented on the device that 
makes me more nervous. Well, two um, things. One one thing I want to say is in, you mentioned warrants, and I think that is the one thing that gave me pause about this, which is none of this is activity in which some like Apple is served a warrant and they provide mm-hmm. information. This is information in which they proactively look for evidence of a crime. And I can understand why people are uncomfortable with that idea of sort of preemptive monitoring yeah. uh, before. And then basically what happens is you cross a certain threshold, your account is flagged, your account, the, the items that were flagged are manually reviewed to prove that there is no and, uh, false and positive. Good- God bless those people. Well, and I think <laughs> even there, I wasn't sure how much My of it... My heart goes out to those people. I wasn't sure how much of it was viewing the images themselves as opposed to viewing something yeah, to true. do with the right. hashes or the matches. I, yeah. I'd have to dive back mm-hmm. into that. But at that point, then, they would work with law enforcement. So essentially, right. you know, your phone is is essentially ratting you out on a crime there. It's a really bad crime, and you should be, you yeah. should be, you know... <laughs> Ratted. Yes, so, essentially. Yeah. But I can understand why you people are also, uncomfortable with that fact. But you can also opt out by simply not using iCloud Photos. And so that's actually my, my... My frustration is I think it's not enough. I don't understand why we're limiting to people who are using iCloud Photo for backups. I think that if they have this technology that's resident on the device for doing some of these things, then I would do it for every fucking photo you have, whether you've opted in for... That's probably the wrong adjective here, but I would use it for (laughs) every darn photo you have if Apple has access to it because it's on your device. Because here's the thing. I understand the slippery slope argument. Uh, Will Apple be pressured to use similar kinds of technology for other things? No. (laughs) Given Apple's history here where they have resisted every law enforcement urging to make it easier for law enforcement to get into iPhones, and they've said no over and over again. They've structured face okay. id in a way that the smart folks can because you can be forced to show your face to a thing even though you can't be forced to show the passcode like those of us in the know know if i squeeze those two buttons on the side of my phone now it's gonna need a passcode again that i can't be obligated like apple's been very very protective of, of their track privacy. record is good yes and in the united states right. well it, let's stand by because as the point was made well uh, in china they don't necessarily care about this issue because they already have access to all your backup shit right those, right, those exactly, that information yeah, right. stored in china if they need that information they have other ways of getting it that are way better than yeah, co-opting this system china but um i know he does not but i don't see this as tremendously different from the fact that we want twitter to stop Nazis, right? If you're a Nazi and I can see that you're posting Nazi shit, I should stop you. I'm not saying Twitter's good at this. In fact, I would say Twitter is actively bad at this. But using the tools and technology that you have to help identify really shitty people and not allow them to do really shitty things, I think is okay. Except Twitter is public. I mean, the things that you... It's a service that you sign up for that is stored in remotely. And I understand, again, I think Apple is trying to walk a very narrow line here in terms of mm-hmm. what they're doing. And I think that comes down to what, you know, what Lex is saying is I think the reason they don't scan all your photos on your devices is because they feel there's a line that gets crossed when it's just scanning a device that's in your possession where no information is uploaded to the server. And I'm not saying you're wrong that those people should not be subject to scrutiny necessarily. Let's but just, Let's just say it. We're all against child yeah, like Let's not beat around the bush <laughs> on that one. But I mean, I think Apple feels like they potentially take more more blowback essentially from saying we're going to scan every photo on your device and report you if you have stuff that matches it even if they take all those other precautions Mm -hmm. 
I, I don't, but I, I don't know. It's, it is an exceptionally difficult situation in terms of the privacy arguments. And I think Apple's done a lot, mm-hmm. as we said, to mitigate that based on all the stuff they've done before and all the stuff they're doing. And there's people are hypothesizing that this may be opening the door for them to actually encrypt those backups and prevent yeah. handing those over to law enforcement right. because they'll mm-hmm. say we have a mechanism in place yeah. to catch the stuff now that you, you want to catch. Now you don't need that because we can do this right. other thing. And and does that mitigate it enough for the people who are on one side or the other? I don't know. I mean, people feel very strongly about this issue on multiple sides, and I understand where they're coming from. But I I kind of do lean towards just because there's no way to perfectly do this and not, you know, have an effect on people's privacy at all doesn't mean you give up on (laughs) dealing with this problem, right? That's not Mm -hmm. a great solution either. We've developed this amazing technology, but we're not going to use it because... And there are are governments that are moving towards mandating that companies do this kind of and, and other companies do on the cloud so, side right like yeah, facebook right. Uh, i think google and microsoft if you yep. store photos in any of their cloud services those photos are all scanned already and those i don't think they are based on my understanding i don't believe they do it in as privacy preserving a way as although Apple i bet does. they will I bet this is sure, kind of yes, thing where now we that see this, the yeah. sophistication yep. and what can be done. Like, there's really fucking smart people working over there. Yeah. Uh, I will say, just, the I, I have higher, no idea yeah. what Amazon Photos does. Like, if anybody's wondering, I have no idea and no opinion. Uh, but the, uh, I really have no idea. <laughs> but like, uh, did you guys read the fact that Apple posted? I think as we're recording today about all this and how it all works. I read some of the cl- the excerpts of it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's I like thing, I, I, I read the whole thing. Is it's as it turns out, it's only six pages. Uh, but if you take Apple's word for it, which I. Frankly, I don't think they've given us reason not to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're saying, this is how we can figure out if people are using iCloud Photos. And I get that my argument that they should do for all photos is is much more controversial, but that's that's my take. But when they're doing it simply for photos stored in iCloud and using the tech the way they're doing in a way that they haven't limited any user privacy <laughs> is pretty good. Like, I, I don't have a downside here. When we're saying, like, well, what if you then get asked to use this for other things? Like... That's a different question, and I, I do believe that Apple wouldn't, right? Like, Apple's in control of Apple's feature set, at least <laughs> at least in the U.S., maybe not so much in China. Right. But I'm, I'm hard-pressed to see uh, who is harmed here other than child pornographers and people who trade in child pornography. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I basically agree. I mean, I, think, I do think it is, you know, anytime you open the door a little bit, someone tries to shove their way through. So I just hope that they stick to their word and they don't. You know, when the next government comes knocking and says we need this stuff as well, they say they do say no. Right. Or that the system has is technologically designed in a way such as to make this difficult. Right. Yeah. And that was one of the things I mean, I think that that came out today or yesterday with was in one of the interviews with Apple executives is, is just that they they're they're only they're only doing this one database. Right. And. If it were to, you know, like if someone were to come in and say, well, you know, let's get, we're going to get Antifa, you know, people who have po- pictures of people who look like they're Antifa, that would ruin the database. And right. it would di- dilute it and make it less effective in order to catch the, the, the very thing that it's trying to go after. So it's it's extremely unlikely that's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, and I do think that some of the design around that is basically designed to discourage that, right? Like, they mm-hmm. mentioned people are like, oh, what if they put up a picture of, like, a leaked 
document or something like that, right? And you've got a picture in your iPhone library of some leaked classified information or what have you. Well, this is. Well, I'm sure they're. I'm sure they're definitely. They're definitely scanning for pictures of the the new MacBook Pros. <laughs> I saw. I mean, but the point was that the because of the way the threshold is set up, and nobody knows what the threshold is. They have not said right. that. But it's like, what? You got ten copies of the same picture. Like, in order to trip that, you would need to have. You can't just put in one picture and have that. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we caught you. You're the guy with this right. document. It needs to cross a certain threshold. And and I did see some people's maybe facetiously but semi-seriously suggesting apple would use this to catch leakers and i thought to myself (laughs) that's the stupidest fucking argument i've ever heard they would they would lose everything they would lose everything that would have to come out in court and i'll say you know i think gruber made the point that some of the confusion around what apple's doing here is because they announced two things at once yes Um, because it's this what's the acronym c sam c sam it's the c sam checking blocking prevention problem and it's communication safety in messages and i'll say as a parent i'm super on board with how they've approached communication safety in messages which is basically if i have this right if you are on a icloud family account and you are 12 and under and you receive an image in iMessage that apple concludes is adult in nature and this is opt-in you're right and your parents have opted in then it'll say hey kid you're about to view a picture that is potentially sensitive and if you do it we're going to send a notification to your parents do you still want to view it if the kid says no the parent doesn't get notified of anything if the kid says yes they can see the picture and the parent gets a notification if you're 13 and up 13 to 17 and on a family iCloud account as a kid it'll be like hey you're about to see a picture that could be adult are you cool with that and if you say yes you see it and it doesn't notify your parents like that's apple i think showing a ton of respect or something for kids 13 and up and giving kids a lot of autonomy in this. And again, like Mold said, it's making parents opt into it. And as a parent, I fucking love this. It is the scariest thing to be a parent of a kid who knows how to use the internet because yes, you cannot really protect is. them from everything. And it sucks. And like, it, I get emotional about it because like you want to be empowering to your kids. And my kids, my rule with my kids right now is I get to look at their phone whenever I want. And they have rightly pointed out that that's shitty, that they should have an expectation of privacy. And my rule is, yeah, on your phone, you don't. <laughs> like, I can look at it whenever yeah. I want to. Right. And I don't feel great about it. And this only helps with iMessage. I want this to be, like, open-sourced and shared with every app that uses communication so I can do this with everybody. I know that's not going to happen. But, like, yeah. I don't know. It sucks. I mean, and the thing is, the the impl- implementation is based on the idea that they want to keep those messages encrypted during transmission. Because they're not, they're not going to, they don't want to do it during transmission, which they could do as the message travels through their server because that's worse they, they would have to break the encryption in order to do that right? they would have yeah. to break the encryption yeah. in order to do that can apple create an encryption so secure that even apple can't crack it <laughs> the only place to do it is on the device and so you're 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 basically left with the fact that you can either you can either say okay this is this is probably the right way to do it or you can say they shouldn't be doing this at all and I'm not comfortable saying that they shouldn't be doing this. Right. I, there are two places where I heard pushback on this, and I think they make good points, but they are also not, again, not reasons to necessarily not do this. One was the example of potentially disadvantaging um, LGBTQ kids who are in, you know, more repressive families, right, where yeah. that information may out them in some way or may put them in danger because their their parents or guardians or what have you are, you know, essentially bigots. <laughs> Let's put it that way, right? Right. Uh, right. That and and I see that I understand that situation 
could be dangerous. I think Apple has taken all the precautions they can in order to minimize that. But the as I think Jason Snell put this well on Upgrade this week, where he's like, Apple is essentially designing tools in, in sort of in good faith, right? Like the idea like good parents can use these tools in order to, uh, you know, do beneficial things. It doesn't prevent abuse of those tools, but you could make a similar, similar argument for any of the other parental restriction stuff that right. is on the phone. The other element, yeah. which links into that similarly with the LGBT side, especially is it's going to be a question about the machine learning model, because that's what's happening. Machine learning models are being trained to recognize pictures that are sexually explicit. And there are ways in which that might potentially Oh yeah, be biased I mean, because it, it, the, the algorithms are biased, right? <laughs> right so right. Uh, that could and potentially also sometimes they just they sometimes they just don't work at all. Right, exactly. It could be overzealous or it could be under effective. Right, those are both options. Yeah. But I mean that whole thing, like when Tumblr switched to it, like I said, well, we're going to get rid of porn and we're going to we're going to use this magical algorithm that's going to do it. And yeah, and that's like mm-hmm. for weeks people were posting like, look at this. Tumblr thought this was porn, or Tumblr thought, didn't you know let this one buy? Or, right, or, or like, Tumblr did not catch yeah, this. Yeah. So uh, it's clearly not a foolproof system, but I don't. I think there's a strong argument that as a arsenal in the tool of parents who are actually mean well and are trying to protect their kids, as Lex has said, I think it's hard to say we invented this tool that can help people, but we're not going to use it because there are cases in which it could be misused. Frankly, yeah. you can use that about basically anything invented in yeah, human history. And, like what's right. really interesting about how Apple handled messages, and I think they were right, is that it only applies to photos. Like you can Correct. write as much explicit text yep. as you want. And oh, so, I do believe me. <laughs> you should see the shit. I've, seen your, I've gotten your text. Yes. <laughs> do you guys want to record the rebound on zoom today? But the, you know how Molts love zoom. I do, I do so much. We're going to do the next episode on chime. The, nope. the, um, <laughs> nope. a great video chatting app. If ever there was one, but so I, I don't know. I, I really appreciate that Apple is doing this. It's just like, it's one less thing to be, concerned about and what's extra interesting is it's only on iMessage it doesn't apply to just general messages I don't believe uh, although I could be wrong oh, about like that. text text messages yeah I, I might be wrong about that in fact I don't know <laughs> no it does no it's well it, uh, it's SMS as well okay so then it applies to all messages all right so yeah yeah which I, I, I don't know I like I said I love this and I wish I could do the same thing with Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp, which is all one right. giant company, if memory serves. So yeah. there, there was also some pushback I saw from some people claiming, you know, this is theater. And do you, I mean, for example, uh, people who are uh, engaging in those sorts of illegal acts are maybe not keeping that information, for example, in their iCloud photo library. I think, again, mm-hmm. I can see why that argument exists, but I would argue also that giving less recourse for places for them to put that information is also to the good and analogously i use that there was the news a few months back about the fbi made like that sting where they created like a fake messaging app on phones that they distributed to get criminals to use it and one of the reasons it worked was because they had been aggressive about shutting down other messaging systems those criminals were using so you kind of force them into a funnel and so while that may not happen you know this is one case where maybe removing if people think of who are pursuing that kind of illegal activity are going well i shouldn't use ios right to to store my my terrible explicit you know sexually abusive information uh i'll go to some other service you give them fewer and fewer places where right. they Especially feel like an like expectation more of security and more places that let you share photos do exactly this exactly right? Like, like, right and i think like you know apple is not looking at it's interesting because the, the way apple has framed this 
the one thing that they're not saying that they would do is do anything about it if people are texting or iMessaging CSAM to each other, right? True. Like, yeah. they're not, and it's, they're very clear, clearly saying, we have all the pieces to do exactly that, right? Like, they clearly could and aren't. And I get it again, it's, it's another uh, slippery slope argument. But I don't mind that if I'm a person who, is technically savvy enough or news informed enough to be looking at these stories. And this is the kind of horrible thing that I do. I don't mind them knowing that Apple could, <laughs> even though Apple, do you know what I mean? It's, it's for the, Cause all the same, it's, it's trying to flush them out. And if I'm going to try to now use Facebook or they're going to end up using like the shittiest dark regions of the internet. And that's where the FBI has its job to figure it out and find it and shut it down. But like, I don't know. I, I, I'm surprised. I think that Apple is showing market restraint on this front, right? Because they could say, we'll notify authorities if we see that people are sending CSAM messages to each other. All right. And that would scare the... I, mean, I think that would rightfully yeah. scare the shit out of everybody, of including law-abiding citizens, right? Like, Because the implications of that, I think, are, we could all agree, a lot worse. Despite mm-hmm. the fact that you're still trying to use it for good intentions, the possibility of misuse is just incredibly high, right? All, all it takes in that case is somebody sending you one image randomly like what i would kind of love is if i received <laughs> sorry that sounds again <laughs> oh, uh, God, an approach nice. an approach that i think could work is the same way that they're saying to a kid hey are you sure you want to see this they could say to an adult hey are you sure you want to see this not yes the answer is yes adults want to see sexually explicit images but quite if like hey but... this is this is a CSAM image like are you sure you want to see this like just that alone or do you want to report this image without seeing yeah, it? yeah right like that's a thing that could happen right um, and that's that gets dangerous because then you run into machine learning problems where it incorrectly flags things right. and false positives that's a real danger but also i would argue is it is it a real danger like if if, if, it, re- if it misflags something it, yeah but it's reporting it. it's not saying that it doesn't it's not like i'm sending the person to jail or it, the firing squad well, it's reporting but it depends for right? like to it, investigate. Uh, yeah, yeah but i guess my point is is in cases where it means then it's scanning everything in cases where it means people could get spammed with a bunch of images and it's like well i received these images i did not ask for them it gets thornier i guess is my point I understand where you're coming from but i feel like that it, it's possible to abuse it much more in that case yeah I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. I think people get very worked up about privacy issues, unsurprisingly. And I'm not saying that there shouldn't be the expectation of privacy, but uh, it seems like this is a low-hanging fruit approach in terms of being able to filter out uh, the kind of stuff that is the most objectionable and be able to say, look, we're, we're specifically targeting, we're narrowly targeting this to one type of content that we can all agree is bad. And I think that approach is the right approach. And I understand that people are upset about the, like you said, the possibility of what this system could be used. But there, there's, as of yet, no evidence that it will be used or can be used in that way. I understand that just because it can't, you know, there's no evidence now doesn't mean it can't be. But again, at what point are you willing to say we, you know, there, there are all these stories about like Facebook and Microsoft and whatever, and they found like, okay, we scanned for this stuff and we found X million things yeah. that have been changed They're it's like very strangely like divergent in the numbers i mean because facebook said something like 20 million yeah and google said like five hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah i don't even know i mean i mean you know that 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 feeds into my view of you know <laughs> facebook users but right and and apple had it n- basically none because they are very few because they don't scan for this stuff right like yeah. so right. that could also be an indication that google's not looking hard enough i mean there's lots of ways yeah, that you know. can look at that data and say what's going on here yeah I think the search yeah. company would find more. 
Yeah. <laughs> would be the one finding most of them. <laughs> but I was going to say before to Lex's point about the like uh, showing adults this, I think there are probably people who would say, especially women, who are like, you know what? I get a lot of unsolicited shit that I'd rather not yeah, see. Yeah, would you like, mind filtering that yeah. out? Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. I understand why people are worked up about it. Especially but. if it's if it's on device only, why couldn't I turn it on? Right? Why couldn't I have an option yeah. to say, hey, flag me before I see potentially worrisome stuff? Well, you could set yourself up as a child, Lex. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, uh Okay. <laughs> I, I would not you know, Lex, I wouldn't bet against that. I would imagine that is a possibility of something that Apple might do at some point. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't but, know. Yeah. I'm not sure. But it's possible. I, I think the bottom line for me is like I think it's extremely reasonable to be concerned about it. Um, it is it is not reasonable to freak out and think that you know this is the end of privacy on Apple devices. And if you freak out and think it's the end of privacy, my assumption is you love child porn. I just want to put that out there right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think a lot of the people who freaked out didn't spend any time actually yeah, looking at the information. I think that's most of it. I think that's most of it. Yeah. It's an interesting rollout for Apple. And like I said, I, th- I think if you're listening, you get it. I- I'm team supporting this because there's, there's, there's red lines for me. And like, I'm, there are time, everything is a negotiation, right? You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both. And there you have the facts of life. But like, this is, this is a trade <laughs> I'm willing to make for Apple to, to help curb a thing that is worth curbing. But it's interesting to me the way Apple handled this rollout because like they're clearly, I don't know, proud of or pleased with how they're handling it. But they tried to do it all with press releases and then a fact and then another thing. Like, why not do some sit downs with Apple's head of privacy or security or Tim or whatever? They did. They did after the fact. Uh, Matthew Pandorino had one had an interview today with the head of privacy. Yep. But yeah, they, that felt more like putting out fires than, exactly. than trying to get ahead it's, of it. If they didn't think. <laughs> That this would cause some some consternation, that's surprising to me. Like It feels to me like this was a, a one that you could handle better. It also leaked ahead of time, and I think that didn't do them any favors. because they clear- see a doctor when that happens. They, they clearly talked to uh, security people, and <laughs> ironically, I think the story was... So Matthew Green, who's a cryptologist at Johns Hopkins, uh, said that he... He basically he tweeted the first thread about it the day before it came out, and he said he had been told about it by a counterpart who had been briefed by Apple. So it was leaked by a security expert, <laughs> security expert which has a certain degree of irony into it. Yeah. And I think that didn't help them, right? Because they were basically behind the eight ball at that point, where it's like behind the cue ball. What's the expression? Behind eight ball. You were the first ball. Okay, eight cool. Balls. Uh, like because they they were already like we have this scheduled rollout, but because it came out ahead of time, they had to react to somebody, everybody else freaking out about it. And I think there were a lot of shit hot takes about this unsurprisingly like yeah. the eff even and i i generally yeah. am fine with the eff of terms of what their goals are but i think the right. way they pursue those goals of times is often obnoxious it's like yeah it's like the dentist who thinks that you should you know quit your job and spend your whole day <laughs> taking care of your teeth yeah. John, you need a new dentist. Yeah. Wait, you're like floss They're nine to five? Like Is that. that what's happening? They're all like that. You're you're not constantly flossing? I don't understand. <laughs> I feel like John is saying this as half his teeth are falling out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I haven't been in a while because of COVID. <laughs> if you haven't been in a while, uh, if you... <laughs> 
if you hate philosophy, maybe that's what I should have said as the answer. <laughs> this is this is definitely like now off the path of what we're talking about. But if you hate philosophy, yeah. I have two tips. One this, is this isn't an ad. Just to be clear, uh, it's not an ad. Although it could have been. Reach flossers, I really like. They're much easier to floss with than regular floss. So if you hate flossing, or you're like I can't do it, yeah. whatever. Like those reach flossers really work. And frankly, yeah. when I switch to an electric toothbrush, and there are certainly electric toothbrush podcast advertisers, I I, I don't use those. I use like Sonicare. I use whatever wire cutter tells you to get. But if you use those, I use those for months at a time and didn't floss and went to the dentist and it's like i can see you've been flossing and i was like i haven't been actually i'm just no, using see, it and he's I, like yeah. oh that's great if you're using that electric device you're good to go like so my experience is if you don't want to floss you use fancy electric uh, I had a different experience. and if Moltz disagrees he's lying i i use a sonicare and floss so i have a, uh, I, have a I use a sonic i use a sonicare and they're still like you need to floss oh yeah same um, so use it maybe 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 your teeth. <laughs> Are you shoving the Sonicare yeah. between your teeth? They tell you oh, not yeah. to do that as well. <laughs> the base end, actually. Down into, <laughs> you're pulling your gums open and shoving it down in there. I really get in That's there. That's a photo that uh, Apple would block, I think. <laughs> <if you. laughs> Oh, Man, have you ever looked at the bottom of your mouth? What a freak show it is going Now, that is an ad. Have you ever looked at the bottom of your mouth? What a freak show. I just want to back up to something and, and say that the, the person who is behind the cue ball is Worf. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go home now. <laughs> Damn it, I am home. This is the worst. Do we have any other news to talk about, or are we, uh, we kind of feel like it's hard to... Do we need a chaser after that? I don't know. <laughs> I want to talk about your dude who used the... Um, the my, air, my, my dude? The air tags to, to oh, get yeah, scooter back. Oh, yeah. That was cool. I liked that story. Yeah. I don't know a, the story, yeah. so please update me. It was about a guy in New York who got his scooter, like he had one of those electric scooters, and it got stolen. And it Which turned, was like leased or something, right? It wasn't... Yeah, I, I don't know. He it was, had it through a company. But he, I think he was a security researcher because he mentioned at one point in the thread that he was going to Black Hat. But he basically hid yes. two air tags on it. The first one is kind of like almost like a dummy one for someone else, to, for right. someone to find. <laughs> Which I think is hilarious. I think like, that's pretty funny. I would never think to do that. Like, I would put one on and think, I'm good to go. Yeah. <laughs> and then it got stolen. Uh, and he basically, like, you know, finally convinced the cops to go with him. And they basically found like a, like essentially like an e-scooter, like chop shop. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it was wild because at one point he's like, they went in and apparently they had, I think they heard that he was worried. Like it has the anti-stalking measures, which would start to beep after a while. And yeah. he was worried like, Oh, they're going to find it. And that's going to be, you know, giggle be up, jiggle be up at that point. Giggle be up behind the cue ball. <laughs> there we go. I'm nailing it. today. <laughs> uh and they cut the brake line which they claimed was to try and fix a problem he's like that's not how you fix anything <laughs> and uh, you know the cops wouldn't come with him at first because they thought like you're gonna use this to steal something and it just reinforced i think anybody who's told stories about losing phones and trying to you know get the police oh, yeah. involved reinforced that yeah. they just don't they do not understand technology uh he said no. by the end of it though they were like he was like teaching them about air tags and like stuff so i was like well there's there's hope for them yet i suppose yeah but yeah. yeah it was a good i mean he managed to reclaim it he proved it was his by like pairing it with the app on the phone that it works with and everything and it was just uh, i thought it was pretty great i i I don't know how many iPhones are stolen anymore, given how those work and stuff. And I was, um, you know, just with the, the Find My and the ability to remote wipe, and it's kind of, it feels like it's useless to steal an iPhone, like a, a modern iPhone, right? One yeah. would think, as long as it is, you know, well secured, right? Like, right. as long as you've taken the very basic precautions, it does seem like they are tough to, what do you do with them? I mean, you could sell yeah. them, but even at that point, I mean, I can see Somebody's scams where... Try, I don't know what you do with it. Once, right, but that's you it. Own it. 
Yeah, like the question is if you're if you steal it and you sell it to somebody without them like oh, being able to test it and then you just walk away with like the 500 bucks or whatever, you might be able to have a, a career in that regard, but you got to be dealing with some people who are like I'm willing to buy a phone with basically no like provenance yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean I I I appreciate that AirTag story. That is that's that's happy. I, I don't know. I, this is why we shouldn't be worried about anything Apple does. Everything they do is great. So there you go. <laughs> End of <the> show. <laughs> by the way, Amazon got bought by Apple today. <laughs> Good times. We're gonna get a lot more reader questions. Flex, Flex definitely knows. I yeah. <laughs> he pays the bills. But no, can we can we can we do a little Ted Lasso talk? Yeah, we can yeah. do a little Ted Lasso. Yeah, absolutely. So, can, I, yeah, well, we're gonna do spoilers, or we, you know, we, you know, we are sounding, we're sounding the spoiler horn. This is the Ted Lasso section okay. for season two, and I, I believe they've only dropped three episodes so far. Is that right? Three episodes, yeah. So, so far, just three. So, yeah. the the first episode comes, and I loved it. I, I I believe I said to these two guys that it's my favorite Ted Lasso episode thus far, season two, episode one. Really enjoyed it. Season episode two comes out. And I think I, like many of you, were a little bit concerned by Ted's actions. Uh, as you may recall on the show, I do not know any characters' names outside of Ted. But he he brought back to the team the guy after he told the other guy he wouldn't do that. So now Multi can fill out all the names for me. Jamie, Tart, yeah, and he brought Sam. Back Jamie Tart, and he Sam told Sam he wouldn't do it. And we never got a scene where he's like, hey, Jamie, I've, or hey, Sam, I've reconsidered, and I am going to bring jamie tart back we never get that scene and then there was that tweet thread from one of the writers on the show who's like hey we expected that apple's going to drop a bunch of episodes at once the way they did for season one they didn't do that this time so just hang in there for the next episode and then season three season two episode three dropped and we still didn't get that moment and so i am still i understand that like we have a, a nice little uh storyline a, a kind of cute well, they got, they, jamie they did argue in the hall though sam yelled at him but we never get a moment so they had, where they Ted's did like, have it hey, out. they did have it out over that Okay, but but uh, did you feel that Ted did enough to say to Sam, "You're right. I should have handled this differently." I do. I don't know. Okay. That's fair. I, I can understand much, but... why you would choose not. First of all, I can understand why you didn't have him decide to tell him, "Like I changed my mind. I'm bringing him back." That felt like because we're creating conflict and drama here. Yes. Which may or may not be, and and you know, you can argue about whether that makes sense in terms of the story they're trying to sell. I think it's, you know. It's perfectly understandable because I think that happens a lot in real life. And as far as him not having a moment with Sam where they kind of have a, like a, you know, agreement or whatever, I think I think that the, the point is in its own way that like, you know, Jamie was brought back and is it's all about him learning to evolve. And the answer was, yes, he was a shitty teammate, but, you know, it's up to the team to decide whether or not they're going to sort of bring him like re-embrace him and it's up to jamie to decide whether or not he's going to still be an asshole yeah so i i understand where you're coming from but i don't i don't feel i needed those scenes i'm not saying you couldn't have them but yeah. i didn't feel they were needed i i like ted a little bit less as a person that's all i'm saying well, I, I think some of this season is about liking ted a little bit less i mean yeah. i don't know what did you guys think about the lead tasso approach i think <laughs> i got some questions <laughs> i was with it up until they had to snap him out of it, and that's the how long was I out? Like that, that got too sitcom y for me or too, too far fetched for me. I, I kind of enjoyed that, but at the same time, they don't yeah. really deal with it as a like. I mean, I like that they, the, the Dr. Sharon is like, ah, I know exactly what you're doing, <laughs> right? Like you were deciding to give them somebody else to dislike, but yeah. it's not like a moment where he goes back to the team and the team is like, dude, what happened, right? Like that was, <laughs> yeah. And he, you know, and the funny thing is that it, it, it ended up working, but not that because the, right. the one that brought them together was 
to buy air, right? <laughs> right. Well, and it was that was the uh, that was the bad guy. That was the bad guy. They all rallied together. But against. it was also a moment of Jamie explicitly making a choice, right, to to help as opposed to. Yeah, it true. wasn't just that Dubai right. Air was the bad guy. It was that he decided basically, I have no stake in this, but because you're my teammates, I'm I'm on board. Yeah, right. So there you go. Yeah. Which is funny after because he did that after he said that he would do the ad. <laughs> like, do they want me to do it? Yes. Yeah. I I did love I, the show. the The way it continues to light me is in slight underminings of where you expect the jokes and the plots to go. Like the bit where Jamie comes in to is forced to go to therapy. And he's like, wait, I'm just supposed to sit here and blab on about myself? And she's like, yeah. He's like, oh, this is perfect, <laughs> right? Like, you're like, yep, that makes sense for that character. I would say that I really love uh, the relationship between Rebecca and Roy. And I Googled so I mm. could know what their names were. I really, well really like that, that relationship. I think that's fantastic. Yes. That's my favorite new development of this season is watching I would that agree with that. Go. Yeah, because they are in some ways so opposite and yet they clearly have like a simpatico friendship right. and, and I, think, I don't even think of it was opposite right they're they're both like incredibly rich and hate most people and i really love it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that she hates most people he definitely does yeah i would say i uh, love the uh i continue to love the relationship between roy and his niece especially the yes. bit with about the like you know the kids just want to be involved you want to come to my podiatrist appointment <laughs> <laughs> yes please do i <laughs> yeah i i think the show does continue to be brilliant and execute incredibly yeah. well punching way above its weight for a show that is about what it's about are, are either of you watching schmigadoon I'm i watched the first several to watch it but i, I it. enjoyed the first okay. several honestly i i think we watched the first three i, I really like it i yeah. think the, the the most recent one wasn't the strongest one but i have really enjoyed it and it took karen i think three of them to get into it like the first two she was like oh my god what am i watching and then the third by the third one she was like okay this is funny it does feel like a show that is up my alley I, I I like the overlap of music and comedy very much, but I just yeah. I'm annoyed at how Apple drops episodes, so I'm waiting till more stack up. <laughs> yeah, I I like the weekly drop, I but it's it's uh, I enjoy that, and I think that that it's got again like the cast on that show is just like it's killer. I mean, <laughs> Cecily Strong and Keegan Michael Key and Alan Cumming and Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Fred Armisen, like, it's just got a crap ton of people who are very right. funny and very talented. They do a yeah. fantastic job with, I was impressed at the production on the musical numbers. I was too, yeah. Because yeah. It, it was one of those things where, like, I've seen shows that do musical episodes, and, like, sometimes they're like, oh, those are cute and fun, but this is, like, this feels like literally, like, you know, like a Broadway show that yeah. they put on. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have like a huge, I mean, they're not going to locations and stuff like right. that because it's all done it's on all some set. It's all set, yeah. But, yeah. but the um, the, but... the choreography, the singing, the style, I also assume that some of these people, I mean, I know like, I'm pretty sure Alan Cumming is Broadway trained, but I think that probably the woman who played the school teacher, I feel like, because she was really good and the mm -hmm. way that she sang and moved and everything in the choreography felt like this person has a lot of theater training. Yeah. Yeah, the Alan Cumming character, too, is just, just the whole thing cracks me up. <laughs> no, I don't want to give away lines, but... <laughs> yeah, I it's also... Very funny. I also enjoy quite a bit the... Was, his name is, I think, Aaron Tveit. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but the one who plays the... Uh, what's his name? Johnny? The... 
the town oh, the- <laughs> rapscallion or whatever. <laughs> the, the carny. Yes. The carny. <laughs> yeah. When yeah. you guys do this with like Star Wars or Marvel things, it's like fine. But like this is one that I will watch. Like if you can give me a couple weeks, I can yeah. engage in this conversation with you. I'm All just right, fine. We'll, we'll circle. We'll circle back. It did surprise me when Baby Yoda showed up in episode three. That, <laughs> I, I know, say, right? Didn't see it coming.